you may not know what podcast that you listen to may enlighten and and begin and grow your life into a beautiful flower. But this is it. Flower, 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 flower. I'm a lost man. <laughs> I, I, if you were listening to this and they have no idea what is the what, podcast to listen to who do you want to finish him wasn't it good to, what do, what do? hi there guys hey welcome to was that in good taste? well hey there guys welcome to was that in good taste hey guys welcome to was that welcome in good to the that was in good taste as always i'm your main most important host <laughs> Producer, content creator. That's right. That's me, James Berry. And as always, I'm joined by Chandler Phillips. That's hey, me. Hey there, Chandler. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. It feels absolutely amazing to have you here. So we heard that your album, that's right, To Fly to Be a White Guy, is out today. And we went to ask you some real pertinent questions. I want to answer them as best as I can to be the best representative of my community and my experience. I respect that. I respect that. So we have some calls come call in and I have one for you. All right, here we go. Hey, uh, you know, this is uh you know, this is Charles, you know, I'm from Brooklyn. So uh you know, Chandler, you know, your album's pretty good, but I just don't think on the third track you had to use the N word one hundred and fifty three times in a row and then laugh and then then can then proceed to list all of the Asian Pacific insults and slurs that you do in a row. I just I just don't think you had to do that. I don't think as an artist I have to justify my use <laughs> when I am clearly trying to evoke a certain metaphorical situation and experience. I mean I, I don't understand what the problem is when I, as an artist, I'm just trying to express. But did you have to kick a two-year-old repeatedly while you did it while recording them on two separate microphones? Art is supposed to evoke a reaction. Comedians try to evoke comedy. Podcasters try to evoke listenership. Sea captains try to evoke a sense of Ever, never ending void and draw of the sea. But as an artist, I evoke all these emotions and more. And that's why I had to kick that toddler and make sure that you listen to it. Because if you don't listen to it, you're a bigot. If you don't, so what you're saying is if I don't listen to it, then why did it happen? The value of it is lost. If you don't listen to it, you're the one depleting its value. And then you would have been kicking it, the child, for no reason. So are you making it so that I had to kick this child for no reason? Damn. And that's why that song, kicking a five-year-old in the face 533 times while saying the N-word 133 times, it's an interesting title. And then listing <laughs> off every and each... 
Asian and Pacific Island uh, uh, slur. And there's more than you'd think. <laughs> you think there's only two, but trust me, he gets a, he gets all of them in there. In May of all to release said <laughs> album, it was an artistic choice. Oh fuck, artistic choice. And I think that's up to the listener to realize if it's an important message or not. Is it you- my message? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because we were talking uh about like we talk about cocktails and stuff we always like you know after liking and commenting on wherever you listen to this you know um <laughs> after, our dixie cup and a straw after you do that you write it on wall of chalk i don't care i'll find it you know could you imagine if someone transcribed the entire uh script of this on like a gas station bathroom wall and that was <laughs> Imagine going Ooh, in that there. should be our new means of distribution is imagine going walls. in there and just hearing <laughs> you okay in there bud sounds like a seven <laughs> sounds okay just breathe <laughs> no i fucking feel like what the, what the fuck is ah that's what it is i just feel like this shit is like oh my fucking god so being creative cocktails artistic expression yeah. You took some artistic expression with a fucking cocktail. Uh, so we're going to pull up at the bar. And yeah. before we get start, we, before we get started talking about this fucking Kendrick album. But of course, if you want, what I'll do is. What are you going to do for him? I'm thinking about doing it. Oh, he's getting zesty on he's the He's leaving the timestamp number in the thing so that you know when this has started and when we start talking about the album. No, there's so much random stuff beforehand. Ah, but this way that if people want to hear our our, our opinion about Mr. Morale uh-huh. and the Big Steppers, or uh-huh. Steppers, whatever the fuck Oh, they called. can just skip ahead to that. Oh, okay. They can, they can get the value. I thought you were going to include the uh, past half an hour of us freestyle rapping over Kendrick-style beats, <laughs> which I was very concerned about. Ooh, I'm into, I'm into, ooh, I never do this. Yo, Jamie, insert this shit in post. Oh, fuck. Yeah, there we go. That was... He's going to do it. That was interesting. I did it. Jamie, I'm James, and Jamie did it. (laughs) Jamie, they just turned James. The S is now a Y. (laughs) You freestyled some shit. You freestyled some shit. uh, And we were both amazing. So good that if you ever heard it, it would break your mind. It would break your mind. And so we legally are obligated to never show this footage. Never. But today, for you and you only, because you liked, commented, and subscribed, of course, and you are going to listen on Monday about (laughs) the drink that I freestyled, but right now we're gonna talk about the drink that you freestyled. So Chandler, tell me, how did you fit one hundred and fifty-eight thousand n words into a cup? Well, like every that doesn't great, sound well. Like, like every great great it sounds wrong because I was saying with a step. <laughs> Jesus, one, I'm allowed to make these jokes because they're I'm at black. my expense. Oh, that too, Edna, at your expense. <laughs> Okay, you know, I was talking to my person earlier. We were, we were talking actually about how it's really fun to like just like make white people uncomfortable. It is hilarious, and I think that a lot of white people that I know who are also marginalized, which I respect, but I feel like they get upset 
because my being black just trumps whatever's wrong with them. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the funniest part. It's like, I'm not trying to say that I love this. I don't love being oppressed. But, like, just imagine, like, there's, like, a, a person, amazing, awesome person who has, like, one and one-third legs and their back is, like, snapped in half and they save, like, 15 kids and stuff like that and they're, like, in a wheelchair and then wait, they can't. Everybody they can't is white, be... and they're also white. Mm. And then I walk into the room, right? And everybody's white, including them. And then there's me, but they're all like progressive, like like liberal, like you know, democratic liberals. Yeah, that's it. I win because I'm black. You win the the trauma Olympics. Yeah, only because I'm black, mm. and not it's not real because like they probably like legislate away my my freedoms, but like. In the social situation. But do you know what trumps that? What's that? Oh, this is going to be a hot take. Being a refugee. Like being an actual refugee. No. No. Not, only if you're a black refugee. No. Not a white one. No. Because the white ones are accepted. They're like, hey, I'm no, not, that, again. the opposite. Whoa. Because I, this is going to sound like I'm, I, I'm going to sound like I don't like Ukrainians down give them asylum i'm just saying the rhetoric when syria like oh my god i understand why fucking they want to murder why they murdered 15 syrian women in fucking poland (laughs) but then the ukrainians like i can't believe they won't let them take their dogs (laughs) they don't they're not providing them free wi-fi on the refugee line you, like, but then you hear about like <laughs> something in like uh, I don't know, like like internment camps for the fuck. I don't know how to pronounce it. I've only ever read it, but the Uyghur. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. No. Wait. The Uyghur. The Uyghur Muslims. How did I? Yeah. 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 You know which one? Yeah. yeah. The only camp. The coolest camps. <laughs> Well, <laughs> the coolest camps are the Jewish camps what do you, in no, Westchester what during do you, the summer and spring. What do you think about? What do you think the Uyghur Muslims like Chuck E. Cheese would be? Don't wait. do it! Don't don't! No, wait, I, it's I, a trap. I don't know what the question is because they have a mascot like Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, what would the, what would the Uyghur Muslims don't do it though because it's a trap. I'm trying to get you. Don't do it. <laughs> well, now I'm thinking about it. You said, you said, stop thinking about it. And now it's the only thing I can think of. Oh my God. Anyway, you did a cocktail. I did a cocktail. I made a cocktail. I made a cocktail. Jesus. Um, so the one Our Lord and Savior. we talk about baby Jesus on the cross. We're going to talk about that, but tell us first. <laughs> We also, the first part of this cocktail, the first imagination, I was listening to the Kendrick album, and I thought, you know, I still think my favorite Kendrick album is To Pimp a Butterfly, and an inspiration from that album, I'm, I came up with the idea to make a cocktail, the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice, Right? That's about right. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Um, So I went out and I found Mr. Boston's Blackberry Brandy, which comes in a plastic flask for those of you who want to be earth conscious and reuse the plastic flask. 
Um, and but I also found Chambord French black raspberry liqueur made with black berries, black raspberries, and black currants. That's three different types of dark berry for those of you counting at home. I'm a dark berry. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that was that was fucking good. Yes. Yes. I applaud myself. Bloody brilliant. Yeah. Oh, give, give yourself no, I, a bow. I, I, yeah, I I I it, I want to thank yeah, the Academy. I want to thank all your moms for letting me reel them last night. Bros. Hey, bros. <laughs> Get that. All right. So you got you got the Shambord. The Shambord. And then as I was walking over here, I'm like, all right, the black of the berry. Um, Kendrick, he's a West Coast rapper. Okay. All right. Okay. We have to do something with gin and the juice, right? We've done the Pink Lady Gin Fizz in the past, which was gin, grenadine, lemon juice, and then some sort of fizz. You got the vegan fizz fuzz. Yeah. Right? But we, but at the time, we were using uh, aquafaba. Aquafaba, yeah. Well, now you got this fan- fancy, uh, it's like citric acid shit. Yeah, with it's, water. It's that some new shit, but it's fizz. it's even more vegan than love other it. vegan stuff. I love it. So what we did was we did an upscaled gin and juice because you got to remember the roots of West Coast hip hop. Rolling on my money on my money on my mind. Rolling down the street. Blowing in living on gin and juice. Um, oh, wow. Uh, so, what we did with this. We did one ounce Chambord. Two ounces. Uh, whatever, like, the cheapest handle of gin that you have is. Yeah. I didn't go upscale with this one. That I left in your department. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, with the Hendrix Neptune. That's that was the the first part. Anyway, any any hoosery. Ounce Chambord. Three fourths an ounce of lemon juice. Two ounces gin. And then we're gonna sh- oh then we're gonna muddle some blackberries. We're gonna throw some frozen blackberries into that into that whole mixture. We then. Put a big old ice cube, shake that biz up. I let that ice cube muddle them blackberries itself. And then, and then? Knock them around, knock them around, knock them around. And then. And then. And then we put in that little, or the, the fizz fuzz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fizz Gave fuzz. It a, little, a little foamy froth. And then, just a tiny bit of a blackberry flavored seltzer. Love that. Boom, baby. We got the fizz and the fuzz. We had froth and fizz and foam and head. And it put us on our asses. Yeah, it was good as fuck. It was so rich, so fruity, so berry forward. The Chambord itself, I didn't expect it to be that delicious. It's like candy... It is. It's actually. Uh, it's it's very rich. I enjoy it quite a lot, and I like that you. I like that you. I like this. I stepped behind the bar this time. Yeah, you gave some really good ideas. 
Office? Now. Wait, oh, no. He, he, we gonna talk. He gave a compliment, and, oh, oh, I thought you were gonna rescind the compliment. Wait, but so that, that one I called the sweet or the juice, yes. the black or the berry one, you could find out more if you listen. Oh, yeah. If you go behind the bar with us. Yes, right. Later on. On Mondays? That's right, on Mondays. Mondays, Mondays, Mondays. It's Monday! And of and where can you find that? In anywhere, fucking everywhere, everywhere. Was that in good taste? Well, you're listening to this already, but here's the thing: you would think if somebody's listening to something, they would know how to get it again. Eh, I've had to tell some family members how to try to find a podcast. Yeah, like five times, and yeah. honestly, I still don't fully get it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm missing. <laughs> like. I know that, like, we have an ad for Anchor.fm before the podcast. but Anchor.fm. Even know what that means, that we are associated with Anchor.fm? I thought they were just Anchor.fm, holding it down since 84. <laughs> this guy has no idea. Anchor.fm. Are we made of aluminum or biodegradable plastics? <laughs> Anchor.fm. The FM stands for Fart Munch. Oh, I was going to say it stands for... (laughs) Yeah, that's the noise of a fart munch. All right. (laughs) So. Let's get into it. This week, the man that they call K-Dot, Kendrick, Kung Fu Kenny, Lamar. Wait, is that that kind of... That's Kung Fu Kenny. Yeah, okay, that's right. K-Dot. Okay, I just want to make sure I got... Dropped the latest album. The album title. His fifth full length album. Full length. Because I guess it's like a, his fifth album. His last with TDE. His last before his his uh his new thing with PG PL P, PG Lang. Wait, who's what's PG Lang? PG, PG Lang is like isn't it P, is it PG Lang? Not gonna lie. Had a little bit too much black of the berry. Uh, a little too much sweet of the juice. juice. Uh, PJ Lang, if I'm correct, is uh, uh, what would you call the career company if you're a star? Uh, PR, no, like a what? PR, like a PR firm, okay, or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, managing collective. This is it for uh, Kendrick with Top Dog Entertainment, mm. and this is the long-awaited five years. In that five years. That is the Trump era. Wow. He didn't release anything during the Trump era? Well, it's five years ago. So technically, yes. I guess it was at the very beginning. But damn, wasn't recorded, recorded during, during it wasn't, or wasn't about. It didn't process the trauma, the Trump trauma, the Trump yes. trauma, the COVID trauma. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot that happened in in the last five years. So here's the question. We did see There's a, a bit of Kendrick. Happening. We saw the Kendrick producing the uh, the Black Panther soundtrack. We we had Kendrick with a few features on Baby Keem's album, oh, as yeah. well as appearing with top other artists. Top like, of the morning. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Hold on. on. Let's get this shit. Let's get, Let's this, get this shit. Like, you know, uh, Kendrick has been popping up a little bit here and there, making it known and kind of dropping little hints about him not really being engaged 
with uh, uh, the, 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 the temporary activism or uh, not really making it clear his opinion on things like COVID. And in the last five years, a lot has also happened like social politically in the United States. So the question is, is Kendrick Lamar's music still real topical like that? Is it really touching? Does, what's, 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 does K-Dot got his finger on the pulse? Does he got it on the pulse? Now, before we really get into like any of these themes or concepts, I want to just start with one, the music. Yeah. Before you even get into the intricacies of every song, there's, a, there's differences with albums. Some albums, you put it on, Banger, banger, banger. You know you listen to a club. You're driving down the street. Another album, you listen to it. It might not be that good. And and then you like step back and maybe you get another listen and you enjoy it more because you understand the intricacies and you read a book about it and see a TV show. Right, and you understand more the the context, the nuance, what it's actually referencing. On a scale from zero to whatever. From unenjoyable, non-bumpable, just the Wait, music. No, I'll give you on a scale of his discography so far. Where does it fall? Or are you asking me? Well, I'm what I'm really asking from zero to fun. Okay. Where is it? Because all the all the discourse around the album is about like concepts, concepts, concepts. What about concepts, the music? Concept. Baby, the beats, just stop it. The flows. Uh huh. Is it a fun album? Is it a good album? All right. Here's my take on the album music digestibility. Is it smooth? His best album for me, for me, as far as what is the most hype and most bumpable, Good Kid, Mad City. Agreed. Shortly followed behind To Pimp a Butterfly. It has a couple of songs that are a little bit slower in tempo. They're a little bit more, you know, thought provoking. They're a little bit more. Um, they require you to be present. Good Kid, Mag- Mad City, hype as fuck. To pimp a butterfly, pretty hype. It's got some funk. It's got some bangables. It's got some 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 bops, some beeps, some some just fucking great songs. This one, I almost think is too intellectual to be a bumpable album as by bumpable. I mean, like if I get in the car with the boys, the boys, the boys, and I'm like, Oh, let me put this, this album on and just crank that shit. Like we're driving to Costco. We're about to have a good ass fucking afternoon. You feel me? I think I'd put like three or four songs from this album on. Like those would those would be on the playlist. The album as a whole, I think if I were to play in that, you know, you're trying to bump it situation, it's gonna really change the mood. Why? What what is it about it that makes it less bumpable? Because I have a theory, which is why I'm asking. It's too introspective. No, not that. Sorry, no. It's not too introspective as like it's. It's not for me. I fucking love this album. I love. I I've only just reached the the fucking 
very tippity top of this iceberg of an album to try to carve down into. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like first glance, it is complex. It is a, it is a introspective, outrospective. It's fucking deep, man. And it's a, it's a lot. It's the same reason I haven't continued watching Barry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is because I know I'm gonna love it. And I know I really want to sit and be present with it. Mm -hmm. And you don't want that when you just want music to bump. That's interesting for me because I feel like for a lot of songs, it kind of doesn't matter what they're saying. If the, like, you know. For a lot of songs. Like for a lot of songs, it could be like. You're making. My mother assaulted me when I was a five-year-old. Oh, and I feel like you'd bump bump it. I, I think that this album has a lot of sleepy flows. Yeah. I, I think, I think, you know, Kendrick spends a lot of time kind of like lower, kind of like chilling. And there's only like, I know this sounds weird, but there's something that's indicative of like Kendrick's style, which is his weird flows. The like the fucking, and then there's like different ones. Cause there's the three voices. There's the, there's the fast one. Yeah. There's the there's the hype one that he always does with hold up, hold up. And then there's the the like slower, like you know, he has the annoying he's, voice, the hype voice, and like the chill voice. Well he's got the he's got it's panicked, is what it is. It is. Oh no, it is. It's panic. It's the it's the urgency. And I love the variation in his voice and in his the characters therefore or that, that come from it, because like he he kind of reflects his his perspective on his association to the to- toxic aspects of his culture i think and you see that in uh fuck what's the to pimp a butterfly song where he's he's got the bottle in the background is it you yes it's like oh everything is complicated it's everything is complicated. complicated loving you loving you loving 100, you 100 yeah. proof yeah um, it's, it, it's very, um, vulnerable feeling. I see that. Cause like, I don't know. Masculinity kind of says, don't, don't crack your voice. Don't go falsetto is like typical toxic masculinity and him going against just that idea. That's also why I really love J.I.D., Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, is because he's got a similar uh, way of kind of breaking that um, that like put bass in your voice and that way you sound tough kind of mentality and anyway um, that's that's my first initial takes on it what about you all right what do you think about its bump ability I I'm weird so like I'm not, I try to not, cause like, I'm either like, if we're at a party, we're having a good time, you're like, pick a song. I'm going to pick Sean Paul or some shit that like we yeah, knew. Something that's... Or if I'm had too many drinks and I'm in a good mood and I'm feeling confident about my choices, I'll put on like an animal collective song, which you really shouldn't do at a party. Like, you know what if, I mean? Oh. Like, you know, I put on that, like the intro that like that one track from, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. That's like, um, like an interlude that like has like 
but like the thing that that's sampled from, not yeah. the actual beautiful mud. Uh, yeah, but yeah. only for like the thirty. Like you know, like fuck it, fuck that. <laughs> you know. Um, no, I hear you. I'll do like. <laughs> oh, you you like uh, Big Sean? Well, this is the sample song from it's it's gospel. So like, I know it's gonna talk about loving God, but just remember, we can get drunk to it. <laughs> it's like absolutely ridiculous. I I kind of like it i think that some of the beats are absolutely awesome some of the uh, alchemist uh pharrell uh, the the production is awesome uh i know kendrick has been a, a little sleepy on this album but like i think his flows are kind of interesting and varied and i don't think they, it's there's, sleepy there's like what as is much there? as it is how many relaxed. songs are there there's i think it's 16 songs i th- i think it might be more than that because i know it's a double album you're a double album I'm sorry, that was, but, I'm, I'm, you know, we all got daddy issues. We all have daddy. Are you looking to see how many tracks are, <clears throat> I'm going to lampshade this. What is it again? How many tracks? It's 18. 18 tracks. There you go. I feel like of the 18 tracks, there's an, there's like just short of a full album's full that's bumpable. Because it's a double yeah. album. Okay, so bumpable ones. I'm gonna go down the first first disc. Bumpable. Uh, Just name the track, bumpable or not. Okay, bumper dump. Bumper dump. It's all right. This is one that you're bumping, or one that you listen to while you're dumping until your legs go numb. All right, ready? United in grief. Bump. I've been going through something. That's a bump. Uh, N95. Bump. Get rid of the foo foo. Yeah, that's take off the foo-foo. Take out the foo-foo. Take out the Wi-Fi. Take off the YouTube. Uh Worldwide Steppers. A little bit of a dump. Yeah. It's the that's the one that's like womp womp. Yeah, 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 yeah. It kind of feels like you're going into hyperspace. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. I do like it. It's chill. It's really dope. Yeah. But it's not a bump. All right. Die hard. All right, this I know is also for for real production, and the production's really good and kind of a beat, and it makes it kind of a bump. The song is one of the weaker songs on the entire album, but I'm actually going to give it a bump because the lyrics don't make sense to me a little bit, but it has a cool beat. So okay. there you go. All right. Ooh, Father Time. That's a bump. That one's a that bump. one I, also, I do know is Pharrell. That beat is dope. The vibe of that is dope. And if you're not paying attention to the lyrics, no, and, the flow is dope. But <laughs> like, the lyrics are fucking dope too. But like, in like uh, the way uh, fucking Cats in the Cradle is dope. <laughs> uh, all right. Number six on disc one. Rich interlude. I mean, it's not, a, it's an intro. It, Kodak Black is talking, but I love it. It's like spoken word over like a chill beat and I vibe with it, but it's, it's a dump because it's not a bump. Okay. Like the rules, the rules are not like I like it, so it's a bump. You know, it's a bump because it's a bump. Because it's a bump. Well, okay. so if it's not a bump, then it's just a dump. Well, all right, all right. So it's a dump. But I just want to make sure it's not just because it's an interlude. It's no, a... no, no, no. Because I like it a lot. Oh, I get a lot. But like, it's just not a bump interlude. Yeah. So it's a dump. We cry together. That shit's a. I know. I I was riding. Whoa, yo, I was out. I, I was riding outside, and I pulled up to the restaurant that we were eating at, and I was playing the song, 
And it's so crazy because just imagine pulling up to a restaurant and just hearing. Right then. That's literally what happened. I pulled up during <laughs> that. <laughs> wow. It's like, you goofy. <laughs> what did she say? She said, you, I she you, asked, you ugly. She said, it's like, fuck you, bitch. You goofy and gullible. <laughs> I just <Ooh>. can't. <laughs> That's just the toughest on a bump. That's a bump, bro. <sighs> yeah, move on. Next one. It's a bump. We we cry together is a bump. Stop tap dancing around the subject. Stop tap dancing around the subject. Oh, that I, I don't know if I agree that it's a bump. Only because only because of the the public the I don't know the trigger warning aspect of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just but you know hasn't everybody been with their girlfriend when they were like twenty five? And been and been in an argument and been like, "Fuck you, bitch!" And you're nappy headed ass. And they were like, "Fuck you, nigga! I'm a fuck your best friend. I already did." And it's like, "Fuck you, you dumb slut!" That's why I fucked your friend on Saturday. You know, I have to say, <laughs> I, I, this might just be like a. <sighs> I missed out on the experience kind of thing. Oh, I literally fucking pulled that shit without even fucking looking at it or listening to the fucking thing. Goofy and go. I listened to that shit so many fucking times. I was riding my bike listening to that shit. I go home from work fucking just vibing, listening to two people have a toxic fucking argument. I wonder what they were arguing about. It doesn't matter. Like, because they never do they just come in but, like. But Taylor Page, this is her real introduction to hip hop and to like music. I think she's from a Broadway play or something. I yeah. actually, I'm not super educated about who she is. She has like a couple movies and TV shows under her belt. Yes. She, she's an actor. Fuck, man. And that fucking song, like the straining of her voice, yeah. like the energy and like they're fucking rapping. But Kendrick sounds like he's rapping. He sounds like he's doing fucking. Um, what, what you know? This dick ain't free. Act like you ain't got no receipts. You know what the fuck is whatever the fuck is oh, called? Oh, uh, for free. Hey, for free. Like doing Question mark. Yeah, it, it sounds like he's in a studio rapping, but it sounds like she's fucking like in like agony, in fucking in it and going. And then there's kind of like a fucking dope ass, like chill, fucking hard ass beat under that shit, and they're like fucking fighting he's like fuck you bitches in the back in in the back it's like it's like fucking great what i this is oh this is gonna sound real white what i love about that song is uh the abuse (laughs) that what you like chandler no is like how it's like portlandia when when they'll take like one snippet (laughs) of like someone talking and just like like it'll be fred armistead being like is this good is this good is this good? And like trying to hang a picture or something and just like they'll do it over and over until it's somewhat is this is 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 this good? Is 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 this good 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 here? I'm now gonna I'm I'm not gonna imitate I'm gonna imitate a TikTok <laughs> that I saw. 
<laughs> in the TikTok that I saw, the song is playing and the camera's pointing towards the guy and he's pretending like he's looking at the fight. This is transformative. You can't see it because it's You're audio. You're acting out an audio <laughs> performance. But this is him. He's he's like, he's like oh, that's not the that's not the one. That's not it. That is not the correct. That's song. not like he he was doing this thing where he's like, oh my, oh giggle giggle. Oh, by the way, actually, it's really funny because I put it randomly to the part that it was at in the video. Also, I'm like doing a good fucking you got the magic touch. I don't know. I got, but I just fuck. That's a bump. Next one. Let's go. Number nine, Purple Hearts. Not a bump. Honestly, that song is okay, but, but the like, Ghostface, the Ghostface verse, though. I literally, okay, in my notes, you see, I put Ghostface. This is a whole fucking line. How the fuck is Ghostface on this shit? It has like the best verse of the fucking album, bro. Because he's fucking <laughs> outperformed the Holy Ghost. Kendrick. All right. All right. You want to do me for the second? Uh, All right. This? Okay. All right. Oh, actually, no. I, I don't remember them entirely. So I'm going to keep going and then just throw my opinion whenever I feel it's necessary. Okay. Count me out. Count me out. Okay. So here's the problem. 18 songs is long. <laughs> okay. Word. So the first six times I listened to the album, I got I stopped about here because we cry together a lot. And then you kind of want to hear the song after because it's, what it was it? Stop. Don't, don't interrupt when you hear love talking. Yeah. It's like... A, it ties into the song, but then you're kind of tired. And if so, then you have to come back. I'm going to be honest. I got to like, I got to the savior interlude. The first time I listened to it, I got to the savior interlude. And you and literally missed like, the best songs in the album. And, and by I, the way, I just like, I started looking through my phone or something. Me too. And I literally got there and I, I stopped like four times and I missed the amazing end of this album. I'm waiting for you to say something. What the fuck? Well, like, I, 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 I thought you were going to say, like, and then I went back and listened to it, or then it had. It well, no, I mean, I did. And I, did, I just listened to it one time, and I was like, oh, my fucking whole world is blown. So, all right. It's interesting because. We'll get there. Here's the thing. Okay. We're getting the to the. We're talking about the end of the album. And the end of the album is where I think a lot of the heavy duty happens in this album. <laughs> duty. This is Black Trauma, the album. Right. And the first half, which is Worldwide Steppers, is Kendrick is expressing like his addiction to like sex and his trauma, but he's pimping and balling. But like they said, Rich in Spirit, what did he say? He said, like, they, what did he say? They're rich. Actually, actually, I made a note oh. that I thought was quite a, a rap, a, a rapropos. Ap- apropos. Apropos. Aperol? Money woke Kendrick. Spirituality, spiritually broke Kendrick. Oh, that yeah. was that was kind of the concept about that song because they were talking in the interlude. He was he was talking about he said rich getting their dick sucked after the show rich, but they were broke though spiritually because they they're broke they like they were rich money wise. I don't know. I just thought that shit was deep as a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but all right. What got me? I'm, the crown. Crown, a little bit of a bump there. Okay, with the, they got a little soft kind of repeating. Is that one that also has that kind of like going through hyperspace vibe? Right, listen, we're gonna we're gonna hit two seconds. Oh no, it's the it's the piano. The yeah. 
Can't oh. please everybody. Oh, it just so happens. Can't please everybody. No, 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 no. Oh, that I'm one's g- fucking. Can't please everybody. Well, yeah. I, I love just like the concept of it. I know some people were like, piano beats are fucking played out that like 15 years ago, 10 years ago, eight years ago. Like, you know, it's like, oh boy, you have a piano and you're alternating, you know, two chords and you're going doom, 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 and you're going, I'm really sad or happy or whatever. But something about Kendrick's inflection, he, you know, he's a short, he's a short king. He has a short king voice. And like something about his short king flow just works. It works, you know. It also, I think the kind of hypnoticism of that piano beat, because like the piano beats are hot with like uh, I don't know, like DMX fucking had great piano beats, but then they'd be like with with other other shit. Um, it's not mal- it's hypnotic, is what it is, and it it is it's. It's disassociative. It's mesmerizing. It's mesmerizing. It's entrancing. It's kind of like the, like eating the, the lotus off of um, Silent Hill. Odysseus. Now, since we're getting here, we gotta start hitting some of these topics here because I got some. I got some shit to say. Oh, he's got <laughs> shit to say, and you're gonna hear it. All right. I want to talk about the glorious emancipation of the one, Kodak Black. Tell me his story. I'm not caught up on his on Kodak Black's. You know, it's thing. Kodak Black, right? ZZ, right? You know, is that Z shit? Is that Z shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Wait, Z like as in? Is that Z? I don't Russian, fucking know. Russian ground forces. Sure. Oh no. <laughs> you know the same Kodak Black who pled guilty in 2017 to assaulting a 16 year old in a hotel room. And they gave him only two years of probation. The same Kodak Black who stupidly left the United States to, to Canada with guns and a tour oh, bus and then came that. back and then was arrested, sentenced to four years. But Donald Trump made him one of his like part, on a way out pardons. <sighs> Kodak Black did the thing that in... The song Mother I Sober, which is the uh, penultimate song in the album, mm-hmm. right? Uh, where there's the realization that his mother had been sexually assaulted, right? And then he picks someone who has this very contentious thing about them in which they pled guilty to sexual assault of a minor. Yeah. And then he put them on his album. Mm-hmm. I'm I Kodak Black, I think is a nice guy. You can say why? When he got out of prison, he was saying, like, I wanna like go to high school, I wanna get my GED and shit, and people were laughing at him. They'll write like think pieces and articles about how this fucking he's stupid as fuck, you know? And I think that like anybody who's ever talked about him or met him says that he's like a really nice kind of dude. Mm-hmm. You know? And I get, like, what Kendrick's doing, but I think that this is one of the things that, like, shows, like, how kind of, there's a lot of edge to this album. Yeah. Because the whole overarching uh, conversation about this album happens in the second disc. Uh, so after Silent Hill, which is the Kodak Black song, which is actually, I think Kodak did a real good job on this track. 
you have the savior interlude, is which is Baby Keem doing a little talky talk. I really liked that. I'd say that's it's great. The savior interlude is a bump. It's it's great. It, it's it, it it it's so strong. I feel it. I really connect with it. And Savior, which of course I think has like the weird weakness of Kendrick uh, talking about how Kendrick made you think about it. Well, he's not your savior. He's not your savior. He's not your savior, though he acts like. And I I, I completely forgot to like make a note of it. But if I, but like, isn't the very last part of the album? What is? Oh, we're gonna get fucking we gonna get we gonna get a fucking takedown. But I'm trying to trying to find the part of the thing. Oh no. Oh, I missed it. I, doesn't it the things that like, oh we why well, you solve racism now or some shit like that, right? Oh, I missed that. <laughs> like, you know, he's doing a lot of egoism, ego and and he's like doing all this in the first half, right? Yeah. And in the second half, he's he's like kind of grounding it. But the ego is still there. It kind of has to be. And I feel like, you know, it's really weird to tell people that you're not their savior, but like the album cover and the video for N95, both of those things depict you as a Christ-like figure. Now, I get that it's probably satirical, right? You're like, hey, yeah. what he's saying I is... I figured it's done ironically. That's what I think too, right? You would think that. But like, but you don't know because it's, it's art. You don't fucking know. Well, so the the album is h- depicting him, and it looks like uh, a, a very shabby room, um, <laughs> yeah, with with uh, holes in the drywall that have been patched up, and he is um, wearing a crown of thorns and some. Dockers and uh, with a gun tucked in his waistband in his, in his butt and he's holding a toddler and then the background is a woman nursing an infant. Which is obviously his wife. Yeah. And his children. Yeah. And it represents, I think, I, I think, I, I, well, listen, I don't know. I don't want to be like, well, I think that the thorn of crowns represents his um, his view internally, uh, like he he's critiquing his uh, savior complex. Oh, I, I think well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> I think the whole aspect of the thorn of crowns is the fact that that's that was one of the things that was like Jesus didn't put the crown of thorns on him. That was just one of the things that people put upon him. And it was, it was foisted upon him, really, like a like a like an evening dinner invitation. It was just kind of like, oh, well, now you're obligated to wear this thing. What is it? A bump? Is Savior a bump? Savior's not a bump. So now we hit the song. The song. The song that's spurned thick pieces. Oh, I know which. Okay, yeah. Auntie Diaries. I did hear this one. So Auntie Diaries, if you, the listener, don't know, is about uh, his cousin. No, his uncle. Yeah. I. 
The song narratively is interesting and complex, but I don't know his family, so I'm gonna get it confused. Okay. Can I can I do the line or are you gonna play it? No, I'm not playing nothing because I have here on my thing. Should we play a clip? Should we play a clip? Should should we play a clip? And I think, so I was talking well, to someone oh, about wait, this. Which clip? Oh no. Any okay. clip. All right, anyway, go. What, on. Well, there's a lot of clips. There are a lot of clips. That, that song's a long song. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing is that I first wanted to like have some people's opinions. Sorry, so I got some fucking opinions here. But I just wanted to be like quick what the story is, right? Yeah. Got the uncle, right? The uncle was there was Kendrick's aunt when he was a child. So in the song, when he's a child, he refers to his uncle as his aunt and then tells a story about how he gets to know them, how to introduce him to writing hip hop. And then it transitions into him in a now where he understands that using the F slur and being homophobic and transphobic is not good. And then he tells the story about how his uncle gets loved gets hated on by the pastor at the church and the pastor says look at the look at this person they're a sinner because now they want to be a man and kendrick says we didn't stick up for them before but now we're gonna and then everything is good because they were like we chose family over church Hmm. right and then but him and the uncle still didn't really get along oh the, the the cousin transitioned also so there's a little dead naming there too. Okay. And then and then at the end it's like they're talking about the the white girl that got on stage doing the Kendrick thing and was and said fucking nigga and he was upset. And then at the end of the song, he talks about a conversation he had with the uncle where they say the F slur a bunch and then say you shouldn't be able to say it if white people can't say the N word. All right. Ridiculous, kinda complex, and not bad. I had a whole conversation with like 50 people today about how the song is kind of complex and weird and like it's not a bump like the beat is weird it's like meant to be like a story thing it's meant to be like emotional yeah you're supposed to focus on the lyrics and it's like kind of offensive and like aggressive in a kind of way but also i think it's not for me and it's also not for you and i have here some like quick comments so i'm just going to yeah. go through them because i one to respect some people. Okay. So uh, this is from at uh, Chloe James Colt, who is a, a, a trans person who's talking about the, the anti diaries. And to surmise it, basically, it's saying that anybody who doesn't understand this is an idiot. I'm a trans person and I'm summarizing it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, this song may not be in some of y'all's ideal version of allyship and activism, but it's done in a way that holds truth and weight to the transphobia, homophobia, and hip hop. It's an accurate depiction. We should be grateful that one of the most remarkable rappers alive chose to bring up this topic as many people don't share an experience like Kendrick had with trans family. I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just saying that's somebody's opinion. I'm not even going to go into the weird Vox article. I have more. I got more. I'm I'm waiting to hear. At Dane, D-A-N-I-E, the B, it's going to take a minute to process a song like Auntie Diaries where dead naming and misgendering 
where Kendrick refers to his uncle as his aunt and uses their name and their dead name and his cousin as both like their dead name and their current name, right? Um, will be defended as raw and honest look and an inartful acceptance. This is a song made for straight people to congratulate themselves for having the conversation. And I'm I'm gonna grab one more. Wait, okay, real quick. The last person, do you know the ethnicity of the commenter? Well, they're Caucasian. Okay. Uh, one more. I'm just I'm this curious. is from a, this is from a black person. Uh huh. Because I guess it's important to you. It is a little bit. Be- no, I they're just into the ether of Twitter. No, because straight people are all like Auntie Diaries is amazing. And gay people were like, oh, why did he say the F slur? And straight people were explaining to us why it's a good thing. Do you see the problem here? Hmm. So I feel like we have like three different types of yep. perspectives. Okay. Because I, I heard a perspective too. But Please please give me the pr- – I'm curious. From, from – what is it? What's the full definition of cis again? What do you a straight person? That's like a, a regular person who knows their their biological gender. Like, there's no body. Just whatever the fuck. What do we? Okay. The fuck. A uh, uh, homosexual white. Who is man. it? Was it Lars? No. no it, was <laughs> not, it was someone else. Okay, I'm just asking. It was just someone else. Okay, this is a person. It was a okay, friend of a friend of a friend. Oh, I was gonna say I had a person tell me today that. The only people that they care about the voices about those trans people, but you know, I guess being queer is close enough, right? Maybe not, but like continuous. no, that's why I'm saying specifically not. I'm teasing. Tell me the opinion. Was uh, that it was a bit triggering, and uh, turned them off from the rest of the album. What was their ethnicity? I'm just curious. Caucasian. All right. So here's the thing. I'm, I, uh-huh. Here's the thing. One, it's art. Okay, it's completely it's just art and art is a lot of things. You don't have to like it or hate it. It can be very offensive and be bad. Mm-hmm. It can be very offensive and be good. It can be not offensive and be bad and good. So everything who gives a shit? Literally, I think to be charitable, you look at the framework of the album. Kendrick has the world's best intent. Yes. If at the minimum, the song is like not really helpful and just kind of offensive. It's a little hurtful, but his intent kind of helps I, I, yeah but yeah. like at the end of the day I I think that he's just a big artist and the people who are complaining about it who are, don't like it it's not for them because people that I know in real life do not know that fish is not meat and not because they're stupid but because our parents didn't know that there was a difference between there was not a difference between like steak and fish in the way that we call them meat. Okay. I know people who have bigoted weird thoughts, not because they're bad people, but because they just are religious and everyone around them is like that. And in hip hop in the culture using all the worst words is cool. And white people love that shit. When it's niggas in Paris, and they love Fossil that shit. Heart. When it's when it's Akon fucking talking about bitches and shit, you know, 
and fucking take off. Talking about small waist, finny face, skinny waist. You know, have my way. She let me know her face. Like, white people were like, yeah, none of her face. Mm-hmm. Kidnap, you know, I mean, like, Kim, like, kill a woman. Like, you know, fucking people are cool with that shit, you know. But, like, in hip-hop, black people say the F word all the time. Yeah. It's not like it's new. Okay, so I'm not saying that they shouldn't be offended. You should. You can be offended all you want, and you probably are right to be offended, especially if you're sensitive to that and it's personal to you. Right, so why wouldn't you be fucking offended if some fucking cis black dude is saying this very hurtful thing? But also, in the world that he lives in, no one knows you exist. Yeah, (laughs) they think that you're a fictional character, or uh, or like a government plot. Okay, and not because they hate you, but because they've never it's never been in their world view. They think that saying words just sounds cool like mm-hmm. it's not for it's not for you but also that doesn't mean that you can't be mad at it because like you can feel your feelings it also could be better because like for example like i was talking to someone it's like oh well you know his cousin and aunt or whatever i don't fucking know them so i'm sorry if i misgendered them but like they're they're okay with the song it's cool but like they're not a monolith of trans people, but it's also his experience and their right. experience and their experience. But like, if you're if you're like a, a multimillionaire and you're producing a music album and you're trying to tell a thing, you can do it effectively, and also you could probably do it better. But, but it's an art piece, and it's it's intent and intention, or intention and it's it's attempt to be as honest the reflection of his experience and so do you expect him to tap dance around the subject um so that's why i think it's like very raw because in it he says things and talks about like his mother's assault and her concern about him being touched and sexually assaulted he talks about and rebukes and um and I, I think it was Worldwide Steppers or whatever the fuck. I, I can't remember. He he rebukes, like, he was on some Dr. Sebi shit. And he was like, like, what the fuck is the vaccine? And then he got COVID. He was playing. He was, then he was praying for the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything. There's a lot of things that have happened to change him, you know? And that's not to say that all the misogyny and sexism and transphobia, homophobia that have ever been in him has fallen away, you know? But, like, he's, like, 34. He's, like, 34 years old. And he he made the album, he made the last album five years ago, yeah. Like he's he's not he's the same. He has grown. two fucking kids and like a wife now, and like he has like a lot of experience and stuff. And he's like a a person, so like I don't know, it's just art. Well, so I'm cool with kind of whatever happens. And if you feel any kind of way about it, I'm okay with that. And I think if your trans friends and queer friends are upset. You should understand that and don't try to argue with them about how it's good and helpful. Well, it's not good and helpful, but but it is. But it's but not, not to people that not you would ever meet. That. Yeah. Well, like, and, and they're like, they, you. I swear, if there's anybody out there who ever listened to this, and if you're like, we're going to cancel him because he said that there are black people out there who are just like really struggle. 
because I, I don't, you know, uh, socially to come to like understanding some of these things. And so one of the huge largest artists in the medium, some would say now the, the not the most popular, but like the most respected, yeah. or one of the most respected in, in the way that they understand comes on says this, that's a benefit. But also that shit is also going to be really hurtful. They fucking, what if the wrong, what if a fucking the wrong person picks up the album puts on the song and they're loving the message of the album, but then they hear this thing that they've heard hurled at them, you know, like he is a, also a public figure, which also brings me to the heart part five uh-huh. because the heart part five, it's all about like framing the album. And so I'm asking and wondering, is he framing the album or is he lampshading it? Because in the heart part five, he says all this really like deep, insightful shit to like really contextualize the tale, right? But on the album, there's a lot of egoism and like, you know, he talks a lot about like. Is it egoism or is it him confronting his egoism? Well, I think it's meant to be that. I I think it's meant to be that because on the second half of the album, he confronts it more, right? You know, but in some of the ways that he does it, it's uh, a little rough, as rudimentary and. It's not, of course, perfect activism. But do you think that he knows that? And that's kind of what the heart part five is. It's like the, you know, I know I made this whole album about this, but just in case you don't understand, like I'm really anxious because I know the message is not perfect. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, because lampshading is like, it's like, it's like, man, this album is not, it's like not perfectly understood. So, I'm going to make a song about it. So you understand like you're like, you're like kind of admitting that you know that it's not perfect. That go you. That wasn't really the message I got from the heart part five though. Entirely was that he was lampshading it. I kind of got the message that it was more like black males are martyred and canceled and there's a cycle of both exploitation and then abuse within um, just black celebrity. But isn't that kind of like a weird, the reason I think it's lampshading a little bit is because that has like a very like forward, like progressive, like, like it's like, Hey, you need to look at this. Right. But then in the album, like the majority of the album is like I'm a person and I'm working through my stuff yeah. and I'm going through things. Figure your own shit out. Do what you're doing and like don't like enjoy my music and shit. I vibe, but like don't look up to me. You know what I mean? I really feel like he's saying I'm obviously not an I'm not a, a role model. He's saying I'm not a role model, but he's also saying I'm not a monolith. Like that I think that's more the message rather than just I'm not a role model is like this is he's contextualizing his experience in the wider net and so when he's saying i'm i'm making the effort to try to be more woke and even i'm struggling then how do you think other people whom he's represented for this time how the the growth or lack of growth that they've had or the the um the, the kind of reconciliation they've had to make with their worldview, given the change 
in the way we should be. And so I think, I think with language and hip hop in general, you have to be charitable. One because of the constraints of like rhythm and rhyme schemes and and concision, but especially with hip hop, because hip hop especially with hip hop because of, it's literally an expression of black trauma. Like yeah. and then and people are like, well, what about songs about bling? Like but, the but bling the, era is literally also a response expression of like of, trauma. Like yeah, you know. Well, that's why that's why I asked the race of the person who initially. Did the critique not or but uh, but I also have seen a lot of black queer people and trans people who don't like it. That's because not everybody has the same experience, and that's why it's okay. And that's critique fair. about art is fine because Kendrick's still going to be able to make music. I just have a problem. They're not going to listen to it anymore, which is fine. When white, when when white men try to police black white people. art. Period. When white also, pe- when white people be doing white people how do you, shit, how do you not hate this album? How do you like not love this album when Kendrick gives you shit like this? I fucking. Oh, I oh, fuck, man! I fuck, man! Like he gives us some weird fucking shit. But here's the question. What makes us more charitable towards Kendrick, right? What's the difference between Kendrick and Chappelle? Because I Chappelle's been around longer. Yeah. Chappelle has been going on about the, like the plight of the, the 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 black people for a long time. Fucking let, dropped millions of dollars because he felt that uh, the kind of comedy he was doing might be hurting the culture. Uh, the culture, by the way, being uh, the the thing that um, um, a black uh, a dot was American descendants of slavery uh, kind of formed because they had no culture. Mm-hmm. And so they made their own here. And that's the culture and like hip hop and like technically hip hop is kind of the culture and like hip hop is its own culture. So when you're for the culture, you're for hip hop. But if you're really for the culture, you're like, you know, black Panther for the culture. Right. It's like kind of weird and complicated. Right. But like Chappelle was doing that shit and saying those things for a long time. He had his own, uh, uh, we spoke about it for his own multiple fucking specials where he went on things and making jokes and trying to connect with people about his experience with trans experience being a black man. Right. Yeah. And what makes them different? Well, I think for one, I'm more charitable to Chappelle than you were. I, and, I I agree with that, yeah. And I think part of that is because I'm white. I was just and thinking so that. I can't I I don't know the culture and it's not my place to police the what what direction the culture should take and so I I I can't tell you what your experience is, so I just have to let you express it. Mm-hmm, let you mm-hmm. that's oh. i love that uh. no but you know that's actually good but i think there's one other big thing which is like uh all of Chappelle's like thing was like about him and his experience which is fine kendrick also kind of reached out about people's experiences that weren't his own and yes it's kind of weird and ridiculous that in the song that like he like dead names them and stuff like that but like he's really trying to do an art thing 
And whether or not he succeeds or failed is on you to decide. And whether or not it helps you is on to you to decide. But no one can decide or define how art affects culture. Until it's already <laughs> affected it. Until it already has. Yeah. But I do feel a little weird that, except for Vox, like pretty much any article or review or anything about the album is like, it's messy and passionate but it's not negative. And all of them do not mention Auntie Diaries. Mm. And I just really wonder if there is sort of like a bubble that protects Kendrick, a, a bubble of privilege. A privilege bubble? Because he does have that. And I wonder, like... Well, it's like when we were watching the AEW earlier. As a legendary status, you kind of get a certain amount of, like, extra health, extra mana. Yeah, you do. You get a little boost. You get a little boost. And because he's already reached legendary status, as I think Chappelle has reached also, you get a little bit of uh, health and mana boost. Burn your idols. Kill your gods. All that shit. Well, here's the, here's the Look, thing. It's not that they're undefeatable. It's not that they're immortal, but you just you give them you give them a little a little boost, a little bump. Now here's the one real big thing. This is kind of like the last thing for me, which is the last uh, melon. So the question is not because it's not perfect, and I definitely think that me being as like nice and quote unquote again we use this the word of the day charitable towards Kendrick as I am. One of the things that you could always do is like have more people with you, more people of color, more queer people, more just people, period. Yeah. Why did he not feature like a queer or trans artist on the song? Or as a producer, but I don't know. Maybe he maybe he did, but I don't know. I'm gonna assume <laughs> that he didn't. Isn't tight. Thank you. Um That's a good point. Because there aren't any. What? I little no. listen, little, Nas X is big. But he's like pop. Yeah. He does hip hop. But he's a pop star. And the kind of music that Kendrick does, the people that he associates with, the kind of hip hop that he does. Isn't pop enough. There's no fucking queer fucking black hip hop person who's in that sphere. And maybe he could have reached out. But maybe Uh, he did. Well. But also who's who was there to reach out to? I don't know. Frank, Ocean. I thought about that. T- I Tyler? thought about. Oh, I said the same thing. Now that's why I asked. ASAP. And the doc and the document, right? Uh, wait, because uh, I wonder. Because I I knew that Tyler Crew was gonna come up. Because I feel like oh. they're both awesome, and they're both edgy, and they push both push some boundaries. And both of them, honestly, were skate kid music at the same time. But during during my skate kid phase. You know, I, I, I don't think that Tyler, the creator, affects the culture the way that Kendrick Lamar does. No. And and so the, the question that we're going to have to ask ourselves is, is this man a god? Is what? Is this? Should we worship him like the god he is? No. The black god, the king? No. No, you don't. You don't worship anyone like a god unless, you know, they die before they're cancelable. All right. That's why I love Chris Farley. Like he's still cancelable even though he died. Oh, he is. <laughs> that's like, like that's some shit. Um 
Yeah, we gotta wrap this shit up. I want to give this. I'm gonna give that album, by the way, an eight point seven five out of ten. Uh, you know, I think it's a little a little higher than damn, which I I guess I would give it like an eight, which is still great. An eight is fucking great. Okay. A nine is like fucking amazing, and like ten is perfect. Is do you? Wh- it's it's a little too rough. Is to pimp a butterfly in the nine to ten range? It's a ten. It's a ten. Yeah. Oh. You can my city is a little short, That's but here's the thing. Is that they're like kind of like different albums. So Section Eighty is like boom, Section Eighty, right? You love that shit. Yeah, it's banging. Good Kid, Mad City, right? It's bumping, it's bumping, it's West Coast, Money it's trees, the story. You know, I love that shit. It's a butterfly. That, that's hallelujah. How you win that shit. That shit is like emotional and strong, and it's like a beautiful like arc. Damn, the, the black st- of the berry. I feel like Damn was amazing, but I feel like. Some of what he was trying to do there fell a little short. So it's still an amazing album, but it's like an eight. This, it's so great. But there's definitely some shortcomings. And here's the thing, is like, even though I'm I'm really like not that upset with it, also he could totally do a song where he didn't use the F slur like 40 times. It's also really easy to not do that. You literally could do it any other way. And even if it's good and it's his art and it's his expression and it's effective, also, you could not do that, and you could do something else. And I just like you know, it's hard to hard. kind of let that go. Yeah. Um, I'm dead. That's it. I'm gone. Motherfucker, I'm gone. What you think? I'm gone. I think that was a brilliant assessment. I would rank them the same, and I agree with all the things you say. That's right. I love you. Loving you is complicated. Loving you is complicated. Loving you. Loving, loving you, you. Loving you. 100 proof. I like, wonder what the sound is I did last. I don't remember what it is. Get it out. 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 We got to keep that now. I got to put like a a sound behind it. Oh, like a washing machine that has a No, there's a sound. There's a sound. Here. Distract them for two seconds. Ooh, um, look what I can do with my thumb and my fingers. Oh, shit. It's an audio format. Right. I can't It's called the shepherd like... tone. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Get it out. 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 I have it turned down. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. This is the same exact tone. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. It's not getting louder. Get it out. Are we on a spaceship? That is funny, but this that tone is not getting louder. It's not. It's a. It's a. It's a audio. It's the way uh, the, the waves. Yeah. Like, so it just kind of scale. seems like it's fucking with your head. Anyway, yeah. That was in good taste. Yeah. 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 Remember to like, comment, yeah. and subscribe. Woo. Yeah. Rick Flair drip go woo on a yeah. Beat. Uh, fuck man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Kendrick. Yeah. Saving the saving the culture. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously though. Like, don't use the F slur. Ho, don't do it. I, I'm not going to lie. The more I think about it, like, the more I'm just like, don't, like, you don't have to do it. But, like, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. Anything else is fine? Like commenting and subscribing. You've been doing stand up. Oh, yeah. I've been doing the, the jokey jokes. Yeah. Oh, uh, what is that? Tuesdays, Brooklyn, uh, Eastville, Eastville Comedy, Comedy Club, Club Mondays. right outside of the Barclays Center. Super easy. EastvilleComedyClub.com. You can get your tickets. <laughs> 1350 at the tax. 
They got drink specials. They got drinks. They got good seats. And uh, what other time are you doing a uh, stand-up channel? Uh, Broadway? No. Producers Club in Midtown Manhattan. The Producers Club? Where exactly is that at? That's on 44th and 8th Avenue. Or- 44th and 8th Avenue. That is indeed Midtown. That's West 44th for those of you who don't have a compass. That's actually super great. I love that area. That club is absolutely classic. And where else are you going to be doing stand-up? Oh, I've actually been trying to get out to this one in Astoria, but it's like an hour and a half from my place. And and that would be Grove 34. That's Grove 34. What day are you going to try to go there, but then you might not go because it rains or you're a little tired? Um, Monday. That's right. Don't look for Chandler Phillips at Grove Thirty Four. Grove Thirty Four, and um, also just check out the tiny cupboard because that's also a place that does open mic comedy. That I'm. That's it. Yeah. Um, loving you is complicated. Uh, drinking is not recommended. Oh, what is required? Loving you is complicated. I remember you was conflicted. Misusing your influence. Fuck, I forgot the next line. What was I supposed to say? Something, something. Lost in a depression. A deep depression. Uh, I used to I, know. I don't remember anymore. I was looking for answers. So, I ran. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I need a pump. <laughs> I <a> pump. <laughs> I can't even. 